Hey there, welcome to this edition of Build Your Tribe. This is a quick tip Tuesday intended to help you improve your email deliverability and delivery. Let's get to it. First and foremost, let's define these terms and what they mean. So you will often hear people refer to deliverability or delivery, and I want to clear up those two terms and help you understand what they mean to you. They're both very important. When we talk about email delivery, what we're referring to is the person you've sent it to, their server accepting your email or not. If it does accept your email, obviously that's step one. If I'm sending you an email, I want to make sure that your server accepts the email. That's kind of step one. But even if your server accepts the email, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to receive it because a message can bounce back for any number of reasons. It can be, you know, somebody mistyped their own email address. It could be an email address that doesn't exist anymore. It could be that you've got a typo in the domain or the domain is down. It could be that your attachments are too heavy. And all of these things will count as a failed delivery. And you're usually immediately notified. Funny story. For some reason, in my Gmail account, one time, I misspelled Shaleen Johnson. I left an E off of Shaleen. And so because of that, every time I went to send her an email, it would auto-populate the wrong email address. And then we would do this like Laurel and Hardy routine where I'd be like, you got the email, right? And she said, you didn't send the email. I'm like, yes, I did. I'm, I'm looking at her. Oh, never mind. It came back. So eventually I had to figure out how to remove her incorrect email address from my Gmail account. That's an example of an email that never got delivered. But then there's email deliverability. Email deliverability is different than email delivery, right? So let's say I correct that email address. There's no typos in it now. And I send it off to Kristen. And it gets to her server. Now she's going to receive it. It's not going to be rejected for any other reason, except if for some reason her server uses automatic filters to help sort through email that it determines might be spam, in which case, yeah, the email was delivered to her, but the deliverability of that email failed. In other words, it got to her inbox. It just never got in front of her. It went probably directly to her trash or spam. And that's something we all want to avoid. And I'm sure you've had this happen to you. I mean, I will do tests regularly and I will look at my own spam folder and I will see emails from people who I actually wanted to receive this person's newsletter. I wanted to receive notification about their upcoming sales. And sometimes I even see my own emails in my spam folder. So let's talk about how you can improve your deliverability. What steps can you take to ensure that the emails that you're sending are actually landing in front of your ideal customer, the person who raised their hand, or I should say, typed in their email address and said, yeah, I want to hear from you. Well, number one, it's really important you're using a segmented list. And listen, I've made all of these mistakes before, and it sucks. It sucks when you accidentally send an email to your entire list when you really only meant to send it to a very specific, very segmented part of your list. And that's a surefire way, number one, to have people unsubscribe from your list. Number two, to have your customers be angry with you. They feel betrayed because they're like, wait, I didn't ask 
for any information about, you know, fill in the blank offer, I raised my hand and said, I just wanted to hear about things related to business and marketing. So why are you sending me this stuff, Shaleen, on, I don't know, skincare? It's just really important that you use a segmented list and that you carefully manage that. Number two, be sure to use a confirmed opt-in. That way, even though it is an extra step and some people don't follow through on that extra step, by using a confirmed opt-in, meaning I've typed in my email address and now as frustrating and as inconvenient as it might feel, now I have to go to my inbox to confirm that I actually received that email. Basically, what you're doing is clicking a button saying, yes, confirmation, I received this email, thank you so much, and then then you'll likely receive either the newsletter or the freemium or whatever it is that you're opting in for. If you don't use a confirmed opt-in process, yes, you will likely get more people to opt in, but they won't be quality email addresses. This has been proven over and over again. The number three thing that you must do is build up your IP credibility. What does that mean? It means that each company that you use, each server, if you will, each, like let's say you're using MailChimp or you're using Infusionsoft or you're using, let's say, Kajabi, they all have an IP that's associated with the sending of that email. And it needs to be credible, which is oftentimes why you will hear big companies say, we are no longer going to allow this particular industry to use our service. As an example, it was just a few years ago where quite a few companies started prohibiting anyone who was in network marketing to use their services because there were people, just as there are in any industry, who were abusing the system. And because they had so many people reporting those emails as spam, that meant that every user, even those people who weren't network marketers, who were also using that same service, were experiencing very low deliverability. What's tricky about this is the bigger, more robust companies that offer email management services sometimes don't have the best IP credibility. You've got to look. You've got to know. And listen, this is not something you need to be an expert at, but you do need to know enough to be able to hire someone, even just temporarily, even just as a consultant, to take a look at your what's going on with your emails. What's the credibility of your IP? How can we improve our deliverability? If this stuff fascinates you and you've got a little bit of tech savvy, then dig into it yourself. But if not, don't just ignore it and go like, oh, it's too confusing. I don't even understand it. I'm just going to ignore it. No, don't do that. Just invest a little bit of money to hire someone who this is their expertise. I promise you just by them lifting up the hood and looking at the engine to figure out what's going on can improve your deliverability significantly. But some other things you want to look at are consistently using the right sender name. Also, don't overdo it with your emails. If you start bombarding your list, you are sending way too many emails because suddenly it's Black Friday or we're approaching the holidays. And in the past, you'd only sent, I don't know, like one email a week. And now you're sending four per day for four weeks straight. Guess what? People are going to start reporting those as spam. They're going to start opting out. And that will affect your overall deliverability rate. Other things that are going to affect your deliverability rate are anything that trips up or gets caught in the average company's spam folder. Like there's certain words, certain phrases, too many links in the body of your email. 
files that are too big, images that are too heavy. And frankly, there's really no way to know these things or even to memorize them because it's constantly changing. So I want to give you some great resources where you can go and enter your email address and you can test, as they like to say, the spamminess of your email. The first one is called mail-tester.com. It's super cool. You just enter your email and they're actually going to give you a score on a scale of one to 10. And they're going to tell you where it's off, which is really nice. Another one is called Glock Apps, G-L-O-C-K-A-P-P-S. Also check out Send Forensics. Oh, and by the way, I will list all of these in our show notes. So if you're not taking notes right now, you can just, you can scroll to our show notes. You can click on them there. They'll be hyperlinked, or you can just take a screenshot and remind yourself to do this later. But what's great about all of these is that they'll actually give you like a score so that you have a tool, something that you can look at to figure out if in fact you need to change a few things or a lot of things in your email campaign. Another great one is sender score. .org. That was senderscore.org. And lastly, mailtrap.io. Listen, there's nothing worse than writing an amazing email campaign, writing this flow that you know is going to boost your sales, only to find out that your emails have somehow all ended up in the spam folder, or they're just skipping the inbox altogether. There's a way to prevent it. There's a way to avoid it. But it does require a few extra steps. It means you've got to test your deliverability before you send. All right, that's it for this edition of Build Your Tribe. It is my goal to be brief, to be bright, to make it fun, and then be done. This edition of Build Your Tribe was brought to you by Instaclub Hub. What is it? It is a membership. That means you log in and all of your lessons are there, but everything pertains only to Instagram. Full disclosure, we don't teach business funnels, we don't teach sales conversions, we don't teach email marketing, that is Marketing Impact Academy. But if you're like, my social media is at the root cause of why my business isn't growing, and I know I need to master Instagram, well, you should check it out because we are giving people amazing results, like insane results, because we really have a great time studying this stuff. So check it out. Go to instaclubhub.com right now, and we keep you up to date and current. You will grow your Instagram. I promise you that.